Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Wednesday, January 17th. Today we're discussing Sierra Space's major military satellite contract and what to expect from Samsung's Galaxy S24 unveiling. Plus, we delve into the mass exploitation of Avanti VPN zero-day flaws by hackers and the $330 million secured by EV charging startup Electra. All this coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. Sierra Space, a VC-backed space company, has landed a major satellite deal with the Space Development Agency, SDA, worth $740 million. This comes on the heels of Rocket Lab's similar contract for up to $515 million. Celeste, can you give us some insight into this? Certainly, James. This is a significant development in the space industry. Until recently, military satellites were primarily the domain of defense primes. However, we're seeing a shift with more companies such as Sierra Space and Rocket Lab entering this market. Sierra Space, which recently closed a $290 million Series B round, will join Lockheed Martin and L3 Harris in building a total of 54 satellites for the SDA. That's a lot of satellites. What will they be used for? These satellites will form part of the SDA's proliferated warfighter space architecture, a massive missile detection and tracking constellation in low Earth orbit. The constellation is being built and launched in tranches, with this particular contract for 18 satellites each. Of the 54 satellites, 48 will be dedicated to missile detection and tracking, and six to missile defense. All will be equipped with infrared sensors, with the six dedicated to missile defense capable of generating what the SDA calls fire control quality tracks. These are sensitive enough to guide an interceptor to bring down an aggressor's missile. That's quite an undertaking. How does this fit into Sierra Space's existing portfolio? This is a new venture for Sierra Space. The company is best known for its Dream Chaser space plane and Orbital Reef private space station project rather than satellite manufacturing at scale. However, this contract with the SDA marks a significant expansion of their operations and a move into a new market. The satellites are expected to launch no later than April 2027. It's certainly a significant step for Sierra Space and a clear indication of the changing landscape in the space industry. Thanks for the insight, Celeste. In other news, the tech world is abuzz with anticipation for Samsung's first unpacked event of the year, where it's expected to unveil its latest flagship, the Galaxy S24. Celeste, what can we expect from this event? Well, James, Samsung has been traditionally tight-lipped about its new releases, but we do have some educated guesses based on a steady stream of leaks and rumors. The Galaxy S24 is expected to feature a new flatter display and a four-camera array, although the 10X telephoto lens might have been halved. The phone is also rumored to have a titanium frame, similar to the iPhone 15. That sounds like a significant upgrade. I'm particularly interested in the camera improvements, but I've also heard that AI will play a big part in this launch. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely, James. Samsung is expected to incorporate some form of third-party generative AI on device. This is a trend we're likely to see across all major Android handsets by the end of 2024, but Samsung seems to be ahead of the curve. One specific AI feature we've heard about is the new Circle to Search feature from Google, which aims to make search engine access even more accessible. That's fascinating. It seems like AI is becoming more and more integrated into our everyday devices. But back to the Galaxy S24, are there any other models we can expect to see? 
Yes, in addition to the main Galaxy S24, Samsung is also likely to announce the standard S24 and S24 Plus options. There could also be additional hardware announcements, but we'll have to wait for the event to know for sure. It certainly sounds like we have a lot to look forward to with Samsung's unpacked event. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. However, in a concerning development, malicious hackers have begun mass exploiting two critical zero-day vulnerabilities in Avanti's widely used corporate VPN appliance. Celeste, can you shed some light on this? Absolutely, James. Cybersecurity company Velexity first reported that China state-backed hackers are exploiting these unpatched flaws in Ivanti Connect Secure to infiltrate customer networks and steal information. Initially, Ivanti reported less than 10 customers affected, but Velexity now has evidence of mass exploitation. That's concerning. Do we know how many organizations have been affected so far? Velexity reports that more than 1,700 Ivanti Connect Secure appliances worldwide have been exploited, impacting organizations in the aerospace, banking, defense, government, and telecommunications industries. Victims range from small businesses to Fortune 500 companies. However, the actual number of compromised organizations is likely to be much higher. The Shadow Server Foundation has data showing over 17,000 internet-visible Ivanti VPN appliances worldwide. That's a staggering number. What has been Ivanti's response to this? Ivanti has confirmed that its findings align with Volexity's observations and that the mass hacks appear to have started on January 11th, a day after Ivanti disclosed the vulnerabilities. They've reported a sharp increase in threat actor activity and security researcher scans. Ivanti is currently responding to an increase in support requests as quickly as possible. And what about patches? Are there any fixes available for these vulnerabilities? Unfortunately, Ivanti has yet to publish patches. They plan to release fixes on a staggered basis starting the week of January 22nd. In the meantime, they've advised admins to apply mitigation measures provided by Avanti on all affected VPN appliances on their network. This includes resetting passwords and API keys and revoking and reissuing any certificates stored on the affected appliances. That's a lot for organizations to handle. Is there any indication of who might be behind these attacks and what their motives might be? Volexity initially attributed the exploitation of the Ivanti Zero Days to a China-backed hacking group it tracks as UTA-0178. However, they've now seen additional hacking groups exploiting the flaws. Mandiant, another cybersecurity firm, suggests that the hacks are part of an espionage-motivated APT campaign, indicating government-backed involvement. At this point, there's no evidence of ransomware involvement in the mass hacks. But that could change if proof-of-concept code becomes public. A complex and concerning situation indeed. It's a stark reminder of the importance of cybersecurity in our increasingly digital world. Thank you for the insights, Celeste. In a shift to more positive news, Paris-based startup Electra has raised an impressive $330 million in a Series B round. Electra is an electric vehicle charging company that is building a network of charging stations in France and other European countries. Celeste, can you tell us more about this? Certainly, James. Currently, Electra has 172 active charging stations, with several charging points per station, and is in the process of rolling out another 105 stations. These stations, which represent nearly 1,000 charging points, are typically found in supermarket parking lots, in front of hotels, or at highway rest areas. The company has also partnered with Toulouse's airport to build charging stations there. What sets Electra apart from other EV charging networks? 
Electra stands out because it focuses exclusively on fast-charging stations and develops its software stack in-house. This ensures that the company's app works seamlessly with its charging stations. This integration allows Electra to know the status of its charging stations in real time, enabling customers to know for sure that there's an available spot when they're driving toward a charging station. Additionally, customers can reserve a charging point in advance if there are just a few charging points available. That's quite a user-friendly approach. How does Electra plan to use this new funding? The funding will be used to deploy more charging stations. Electra has ambitious plans and believes that it can roll out 15,000 charging points across 2,200 stations by 2030. It's worth noting that building an EV charging network is expensive, which is why this funding round is so significant. Who are the key players in this funding round? The funding round is being led by PGGM, a Dutch pension fund service provider, and BIPA France's large venture fund. Existing investors such as Eurasio, Reeve Private Investment, the SNCF Group through 574 Invest, and Serena are participating once again. Electra also previously raised money from a variety of big infrastructure players or public financial institutions. How does Electra stack up against its competitors? Electra competes with Ionity, a German-based EV charging startup that raised a 700 million euro round a couple of years ago. There are also other EV charging pure players around the world, such as EV Passport in North America, which recently raised $200 million. What's interesting is that these companies are raising equity rounds rather than securing credit lines with financial partners, which is more common for startups with large capital requirements. It seems that in the EV charging world, infrastructure funds are keen on having a financial stake in these companies. That's a fascinating shift in investment strategy, and it will be interesting to see how this plays out in the future of EV charging infrastructure marking the end of our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Current Radio. We look forward to your company again tomorrow.